Love Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Bellevue, Washington. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host um, Irina Safarian. Um, Tracy Klinkroth of Chick Chat Seattle and our fancy Frenchwood of Saki in Seattle. Say hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> so today we're going to start off with um, our first uh, sponsor of the show, which happens to be Saki in Seattle. And we are going to do a live tasting of Saki because most of us here have had either limited introduction to this or, like me, no introduction. So, Fancy, if you want to tell us about this, it would be great. Okay, what's so exciting about what I brought tonight is uh, that I brought an Asian pear sake. It's infused with Asian pear. This particular label, Moonstone, is brewed in, in Oregon. So I thought it'd be really fun to do something, you know, that's native to the Northwest and, and introduce people to a product that they think, you know, traditionally does come from Japan. And I work with lots of in, importers and distributors, and we, most of the product that I sell comes from Japan. But this is a really fun one that I thought I would bring for you ladies to taste because I know that the typical reaction I get when I tell someone I sell sake is, oh, I don't like that stuff. Oh, it's nasty. you know. And so this is a really fun one where I can introduce people that don't know about it and even reintroduce people that think they know about sake but have never tried something like this. So it's really fun. So I'm excited to hear your feedback. Okay, I'm excited to taste this because my first impression of sake was warm and... I think you used the term jet fuel, and I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what it tasted like to me. It was it was like, okay, somebody please put this back in the carburetor it came from. I always want to like sake because it's, you know, kind of cool. I actually enjoy the juices. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, wow, it has a really light flavor. It's very aromatic. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised. I thought I didn't even know what to expect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tracy. It nothing like. <laughs> Nothing. No. Yeah. No. Very. It is very aromatic. And the other thing that I like about it is it's not. It's it's chilled. So I would almost think you could do this for a summertime, like with a, as a dessert in replacement of a dessert wine that's not as sweet. That Absolutely. Kind of like maybe enhance the flavors. Absolutely. And you can do really fun things with a sake like this. You can do sake teenies, which are really fun. Sake bombs. You know, um, but I, I'm curious to hear what Irina has to say about it. What do you think? Well, I'm usually a vodka girl, but uh, <laughs> being that I'm Russian and everything, but I actually love sake, and I usually love hot sake, which I learned today is the cheapest sake you can have. <laughs> Cheap date. Um, but I actually love this because this is so, like, fruity, infused, really like a sexy drink to have, right? Yeah, I like I that. I like that. that. Fruity and infused, I think, are yeah. really good definitive words for this. And and if you like wine tasting and stuff, I think a lot of us have never thought to go and do, you hear about tequila tastings and all these, and you think, okay, I already have this preconceived notion. But sake was never something I ever thought of doing a tasting with. Sure. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are all the other flavors? <laughs> Fun. Thanks, ladies, for uh, trying. Well, thank you for bringing that to us. She is our official um, beverage of the show. Uh, please check out Miss um, Francie Frenchwood and Saki in Seattle for upcoming events. As the two are going to be doing tasting, and um, it'd be a great way to participate and check out this whole new world for yourself. Absolutely. So today we do introduce a new co-host, Miss Tracy Klinkroth of Chick Chat Seattle. 
which we are very excited to have. I've done several events with you in the past. And um, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where it came from. Uh, well, thanks, Tennessee. <laughs> hello, everybody. Uh, I started Chick Chat about six years ago. Um, I own a marketing research firm called Epiphany, and Chick Chat is our women's research panel. Essentially, uh, you all have opinions, right? Yeah. How do you like to get paid for this? And um, so, essentially, Chick Chat started out as a way to do focus groups in women's homes. And uh, so we bring in wine, or maybe sake now. For sure, sake, <laughs> sake. And, meal, and then we um, interview you. It could be about, you know, the car you drive or the toilet paper you purchase or anything along those lines. And then essentially we um, do, inter- uh, not interviews, we do events, um, Seattle, Chicago, and now Los Angeles. And that essentially just brings women together. I really believe in collaboration, such as LB is brought here and all of you really great, awesome women. And um, we do different fun events every, every every few months, really. Yeah, yeah. I've been to several. Of, you've got the spa events. You have um, the premier movie events. And then some of my favorites are your big-time charity events that you do. And <clears throat> I know we were going to wait until a little bit later on in the show to talk about this, but I think it is now is the perfect time to kind of touch on one of the, the Duchess Touch reports um, of what we did last week, which was one of your biggest events of the year, which is Venice is Thinking in Seattle. Yeah, Venice is Thinking. Um, I got that idea about four years ago when I visited Venice, and uh, alone, I will say. <laughs> Everybody said, you can't go to Venice alone, but I said, hey. I know. You can do whatever you want exactly. and find whatever you want. <laughs> I didn't know anything about carnival until i went there and then i started reading about it and there's all these fabulous like um mask makers who um centuries old the way that they make their masks like all these masks back to my girlfriend and then i said i don't want to just on the shelf i want to actually have a party where you get to wear them so venice is thinking because it you know is thinking it is technically thinking yeah. yes so they're always cel- they celebrate it every year because they're <laughs> Carnival is very kind of hedonistic and sexy, and it originated so that the different, um, you know, the bourgeoisie could um, party with the peasants, and you'd have these masks on, and you didn't know who anybody was. And so Venice is thinking, it's the fourth year, we had about 600 people at the Seattle Design Center. It was fabulous. It was elegant and beautiful. Um, The masks that people had, the costumes... Um, you know, you had the VIP set up, you had, you know, general admission. I mean, general admission, if they didn't know about VIP, that didn't matter because she, you had performers, you know, juggling down on stage, um, down, walking through the people, you had people on stilts. I mean, it's something I've dreamt about since I was like 12 years old. And as this thing is unfolding in front of me, I'm like, this is what I envisioned Carnival would be. Um, and so people were mingling. It was funny because you do, you have the it really makes you pause and take a look. It's like the little things that you know about people really come to mind in their walk or their voice because now you can't see their face. Well, you don't know who they are. I mean, I had people who I know there, and they said, I didn't even recognize I know people. You. I didn't. Even, there were yeah. some people there that night I did, never even saw yeah. that it came yeah. up on Facebook. It was very, very fun. Can I say like, one little thing about that? Oh, of course. Is that there were so many beautiful um, single women there, and not in the guys went. I think we're going to be tapping into the single guys here a little bit because there were there just in you know beauty of, of course is a lot of times people look at you from a physical point of view, but um, one of the things I really do like about Seattle and the East Side is there are so many beautiful people internally, externally. I really feel like there's a melding of of that together where it's not so 
um, separated where if you're be- beautiful on the outside, you have an automatic attitude. And if you're beautiful on the inside, you don't know how to carry yourself. I really feel like there's we've kind of come into an awakening where we're learning how to mesh these two worlds together and make it, you know, it's literally tantalizing to all the senses. We definitely have people who are beautiful on the inside and outside because we have so many talented people and so many uh, intelligent people here in Seattle that are part of, um, you know, the Seattle scene. And I had gone to a show last night, to a comedy show, and one of the comments that was made that, you know, we have this great scene and we have great performers, but we don't have an audience. And that's the most important part. Yeah. And it's not an, only an audience for a show. It's also people that don't go to a lot of events or don't come out. And it's really too bad because we have a lot of single gals. And <laughs> we need those guys. Well, and, and ultimately when I had started the Duchess Touch, or, mm-hmm. um, the Duchess Report was basically, the story behind that was is I've been married um, for over 20 years, been with the same guy for 26 years. We had kids. We were always 21 when I got married, 23 when I had my first son. And, you know, you get past that baby stage and all of a sudden, you know, you've got this life. I was a stay-at-home mom. And it's like, okay, I want to go out and party. Now what do we do? We're sitting on the couch, and I go, um, where do we go? We had no idea. you know. And with the immersion of the social media, it gives you an opportunity to, to kind of create this. And so when I created um, the Duchess Report, that was the whole foundation of it, was to have a place that people could go and see you know, what kind of events. You don't have to go to a wine page to find wine events. I mean, we cover wine events. We cover charities. We cover um, ultra lounges, opening dance clubs. We cover new restaurants. We cover it all because everybody, a beer fest, you don't know what you're going to be in the mood for. And our demographic, our social demographic is so diverse in their taste. I mean, we want to go to a hockey tasting. Sure. We want to go to a um, comedy club. We want to go kick it in a fun little country bar, put our little shit kickers on and go for it. We're, we like experience. And so the whole purpose of, of this show and everything moving forward was to give that to people so that when you do have that, that time when your kids get to a certain point or your in-laws are in town and now you have two nights <laughs> with your spouse, you can go to someplace and go, okay, this is what's going on. Chick Chat has this great event and it's for couples or it's for girls, for a girls' night out. Um, you know, Saki in Seattle is going to be doing this tasting and they're going to be in Seattle on these such and such days. You know, there's a new club opening up over here. Is to create that and, and give us a reason to know what we want to do. So you've kind of become this page or this person that people go to. It's like, okay, what am I going to do this week, right? It's, I mean, a, it's an awesome resource, and I have to chime in here because until February of last year, I was actually working uh, for a major aerospace company in the area. Uh, I won't mention their name. <laughs> And, um, you know, I, I was so committed and married to my job. I didn't have time to go look at, well, you know, what events are going on? Where can I go when I am off? You know, I was traveling back and forth between here and South Carolina. And when I was home with my husband, like, what can we do? And so you, you go back to your traditional way of saying, oh, maybe we could go to dinner or the movies. I yeah. had no clue that this other world existed in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, probably three months after my departure from that aerospace company that I won't mention their name, <laughs> um, I realized that there's this other life in Seattle, and it seemed like this whole new world, world to me. Yeah. And so what? So I just want to kind of reiterate what you were saying, Tracy, is that what you're offering is, is just an incredible free service to people, informing them, educating them about what's really going on in the city. And, you know, to even speak to what Irina was saying earlier is that we don't have the audience. We Seattle is an awesome city, and I've traveled the world. I've been on the East Coast. I, You know, I grew up in Hawaii, so, so I've traveled. And 
Seattle is just the best place to be. We need the audience, and we just need people like you that tell people what's going on in Seattle. Well, and I think we've gone so long without... And Bellevue. <laughs> and Bellevue, yeah. <laughs> I think we've just gone so long without knowing, you know, we kind of get stuck in this whole thought process. When I was a stay-at-home mom, I thought that, you know, I had to attend PTA meetings, which everybody hated me because I was not... It's not that I wasn't a team player. It's just I didn't... I didn't your thigh-high boots on it. No. <laughs> I know. No, I I'm didn't. <laughs> no, there were no thigh-high boots. But I just, I've never been a conforming, you know, I always wanted to be a team player, and and I always had ideas, but there's not always a place for ideas in, in certain arenas. And when I decided that I wanted to live more or go out more, I had to be very careful because I didn't want it to be perceived negatively, and I didn't want any backlash on my family. And I actually went through some guilt, so I don't know how many people who are out there listening have gone through this, but when I first started going out and covering events, I sat down with my brother, who I value his opinion, and my husband, two two people that I hold, you know, very strong opinions of what they have to say, and said, you know, I'm 41 years old. Should I even be doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, and and then I started talking and reaching out to other people, and they're like, yeah, why not? You're going to the second half of your life. You're not yeah. dead. This is yeah. this is like the second teenage, and you can find a way, you know, to kind of meander through and. You know, I, I look at you, Irene. I know. I was going to say, say, I think it's so social. funny about the age thing because, you know, people say this all the time, even though I'm not, you know, I will not disclose my age because <laughs> <laughs> Let's people just say she's beautifully young compared to us. <laughs> and they're always wrong. And it's like, oh, thank you so much. And I, um, But people always say like, oh, don't you think, you know, you're going to stop or you're going to get over it? People used to always tell me, you know. Um, I'm gonna say this like ten years ago. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get over this. And the funny thing is, like, I don't want to get over this. This is not like something I want to get over. Being like social and actually like getting together with people and having this type of lifestyle. Because I think a lot of people have this misconception of going out, as in like you have to go out and you have to get belligerently drunk. Um, And I think that's what's uh, really nice about us getting together because we're talking about different events that are completely opposite of that. You know, if you want to get drunk, sure, but uh, (laughs) maybe make sure there's nobody like me clicking pictures. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. But it's about, you know, different kinds of people, different age groups getting together. Because there is not all, you know, 20 or 30-year-old or 40-year-olds that want to go and do a specific thing. You know, you can't judge somebody just because of their age or where they're from um, because then, you you know, you have stereotypical places that are going to advertise a specific type of event for only a specific type of age group. Correct. <clears throat> Which I think is what, you know, what gives us a unique edge in what we're trying to create with Socially Savvy is, a, again, a place where you can go, no matter what your age, your demographic, you can go and check out, you know, okay, here's a link for wine events, here's a link for the beer fest, here's a link for the Tulip Festival. Um, last week we talked about the um, Nordstrom's Trend event that was coming up that we actually linked to go and get your makeup done before you go to um, the carnival event, Venice is Sinking. You know, there's lots of different things that you can link together and create a brand new experience. You know, if you have a spouse that loves beer and you love wine, go do a beer tasting in Woodinville before you go do wine tasting. I mean, there's, and I get a cab. And get a cab. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get a cab, get a hotel, make it, make an event out of it. You know, spend the night and walk or, or do something here in Bellevue or over in Seattle. I mean, there's there's so many fabulous events, and, and the thing that I really love about what this town is doing is there are so many charities attached. There We have such awareness of 
there are so many different things out there that need help, so many different people in different ways that we need to reach out for, and two, that we can create these events that are multidimensional and multi-personality that allow us to feed all of those different parts, our souls, our our need to interact, our desire to be young again. I mean, we can feed all of those in one or two events and feel good about it. Yeah, and I and I think that what Seattle creates is is not age exclusive. I I, I, I think we have such a diverse population and a highly educated population, so that the the twenty year olds, the twenty two year olds, the twenty four year olds, they don't fit into that kind of they national stereotype you. of. You know, Jersey Shore, where they just want to go out and get it in. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think Bellevue, between Bellevue and Seattle, we, we just offer that. We have a really sophisticated population, young and more mature, that, that can all enjoy the same type of events. Well, and that's one of the things that I've noticed, too, is, you know, I, I'm very fortunate in that I do not look my age. I do not look 41. So it kind of gave me a different ability to go into different venues. And I have friends who are 60 almost, and they're out partying harder than I could possibly party. <laughs> And then I have 22-year-olds that I'm dancing next to, and they're huffing and puffing. I'm like going, girl, get it on, because <laughs> you are not going to last much longer. Either get married and have kids or yeah. take it up a notch. Right, right. But you have this, I mean, you don't go into a venue very often where your demographic is within five to seven years. You usually have a range of 10 to 20 years. And I think um, all of the, the producers of these events and these different venues that we're going to, they're in this awakening as well and realizing that y- – the demographics, you know, I've talked about the socially savvy demographic going from 30 to 60, 30 something to 60. And I've had several marketers and people tell me, you know, you, that's too broad of a demographic. It's like, no, you don't understand. It, our market is so open now and people are so, they like the, the inter, in, intermingling with the different people at different ages as long as the, the thought process is like minded. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like hanging out in Belltown with, uh, sometimes in Belltown with <laughs> the little frat boys and the girls with their tummy chum. You know, I mean, there's definitely it's old, hard to relate. A little bit of an old soul. Yeah. You know. So. Um, well, I, I get that. I want to. I have to make a point because I was at the Northwest Women's Show. Oh yeah. Sunday yesterday, and interestingly, since we're talking about kind of age ranges and that. Well, we might as well cover that right now too. We should. <laughs> that just report's going to be throughout the whole show. It is. <laughs> yeah. Instead of one segment. Yeah. So and it's more fun this way. So I, I uh, was leaving the, sh- the the Northwest Women's Show, and uh, the fr- the friend that I was with, she introduced me to someone on the way out that had a booth, and you know, oh, do you know Fancy? You know, just a, a regular introduction. And this guy had to be sixty, and wow. he was manning his own booth, and he goes, no, and he shook my hand, and he says, no, I I don't know Fancy, but we're Facebook friends, and I've been wanting to meet you. Oh, you know, I love and, it, that. and he's like, I see you all over Facebook, and I see you, you know different things on different people. I think that really speaks to what you just said, Abby, that it, it really does. Our market is very open to the different age groups. And, yes. you know, what? It, this guy clearly doesn't have a sexual attraction to me. I mean, he was genuine and he was authentic in that he just wanted to know who is that person, you know. So it's just this kind of interest that we have in each other regardless of how old we are. It, it, that kind of, I, I think it transcends that, that relationships in Seattle transcend age groups and and specific um, stereotypes that we're used to seeing around the country. Well, and I feel like social media, um, you know, the the whole social media aspect of things has really kind of opened that up because you have um, you have this very 
one-dimensional way of seeing somebody on, a, say, a Facebook or a MySpace page, but it gives you an indication of kind of like, you know, this is outskirts of who they are, what they like, what they don't like, and it, they're going to be at this event, they're going to be at that event. It makes it really easy to make connections if you're genuine about it. You know, um, I go and cover art gallery openings, which is one of the things we're going to be talking about on next week's show is, you know, how art and social media and, and socializing has come to a new level. Um, but I, if it wasn't for Gunnar Nordstrom's and doing his open, you know, he does this open once a month, I, I liked art, but I was never, like, experiencing it until I went to an event. And I never felt comfortable until I met the person. Mm -hmm. So there's always got to be a way of introducing these different experiences. And now that we have different ways, the social media, I think, really gives you that small little door that you can kind of peek in and feel safe about it and not and go, oh, okay, maybe I can step out and do this. I definitely think so. I think with Facebook, too, that brought out more because now we're able to post different things and comment on each other's and um, really, you know, express what we feel or what we believe rather than just seeing somebody and thinking they're a certain way because I'm sure agree. if we look at, you know, each other, we have preconceived notions of who, you know, what we think a person or who a person is, which absolutely turns out to be wrong because um, a lot of times looks are misleading. Um, trust me, <laughs> looks are very misleading. <laughs> I'm single. Um, looks are misleading. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So um, I think it's really great that we can get to know one another. And it's really, it really is about the person, as you said. It doesn't matter the age or anything. It really comes down to the person and um, to their, you know, last show we talked about being savvy, being socially savvy and about having those skills. Yeah, yeah, and about what it is. And there are people who are socially savvy at 20 and at 60, and there are some people who are not. So. Well, and, and some of that, I think, is an education. I mean, I I know from, from me, if you had met me in high school, I was this little, little, literally a wallflower mouse. I had no opinion. I was scared of my own shadow. And, you know, as I kind of found what things I liked, I emerged into um, what I wanted to be. Well, I was very fortunate, too. I was married to a man who allowed me to, to do that and find myself, which is very rare when you're young, trying to build as a couple and build as an individual. Um, but I think to some extent you have to you have to fight for it and you have to want it, it to figure out where you want to be and um, not let fear stop you. Well, I'm, East, I'm an East Coast transplant from New York. I like that transplant. Yeah. <laughs> Via Boston. And I didn't really commend to myself at all. I don't know about you all. And I know some of us aren't even in our 30s in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but when I moved here, I was 30. And there's something weird about wow. like go west. Like people say, why did you choose Seattle? I'm like, I don't know, because I don't want to live in L.A., <laughs> but I wanted to go west. And uh, I don't know, as a woman, you're 30. There's so much different from your 20s. So oh, much different. the transition oh between and 20s and, and 30s. And then, I don't know about you guys, but when I hit 40, I was like, oh, hell, I am so over the drama. It's time to live. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to be 40. I'll plug my birthday coming up. Oh, yes. <laughs> June 25th. Wait. We are going to have a big old That's party. That's right. It'll be a big party. <laughs> I can't so wait. So with that, with that said, we are going to take a quick break. This will be an experimental break. Um, I'm going to be playing with things, so maybe turn the volume down so you don't get blasted. <laughs> So um, work with us here. Give us about 60 seconds. I'm going to be playing with a few things, and we'll be right back. Great.
Hello, and welcome back to Socially Savvy. This is your um, host, LB Duchess, with Tracy and Fancy and Irina. Um, and the music you were just listening to, which we're hoping you were just listening to, is Stereo Love. And they are, um, the song is Stereo Love, and they're going to be doing a, a concert at La Cirque in Seattle on March 15th. Tuesday, Tuesday, next Tuesday. Next yep, Tuesday. this coming Tuesday. It is um, Mia. Or, no, I'm sorry. Oh Maya. my gosh, Maya. Thank you. And um, okay, I Edward do not. Maya. Ed, there we go. Edwin Maya. I was, Edwin Maya. I have okay. too many pieces of paper in front of me. Lord, okay, I, I will get this sorry. down. Um, I love that song. We do have uh, the song is Stereo Love, and that's what they're known for. They're coming into the United States to do their first tours, and their first stop is Seattle. Um, so the event is up on the Socially Savvy page. I believe it's linked on a couple of our other It is. Pages. It's going to be on Tuesday, March the 15th at 8 p.m., and this is at Cirque Event Center. And if you guys are not familiar with it, this is a great um Great little spot, and it's only open for special events, so this is going to be nice to check out. And this is at 131 Taylor Avenue North in Seattle. Where are they, where are they from? Do you know? Aren't they European? Are they, they're European, and this is their first U.S. tour. Wow. So, And, yeah, and they're all they're very popular in Europe. All the clubs that I've gone to, uh, they're actually playing in the clubs in Paris and stuff, so this is really exciting because... You know, we don't get to have a lot of those kind of events. So this is very exciting. I know. I just have to say about Irina, I love having our own uh, resident jet setter. That's yeah, awesome. I do too. She makes it great. It, I'm actually um, going to be off to Italy in a couple of months. And so we will be reporting from there. And I, know, I will be. I'm so excited yes, about that. Yes, and I will be traveling to London and Paris and to Amsterdam because. For we the red light district. To, okay. <laughs> we may have to try to jump over for a quick and do something. Yes. <laughs> that would be very fun. So it's going to be really exciting because I will actually be blogging and uh, posting YouTube videos from there. So awesome. Okay, so moving forward in the show, um, we actually had some topics we were going to cover. <laughs> Um, so the one thing that we wanted to talk about, you know, going into socially savvy, the whole purpose was again, you know, redefining what being savvy is and um, or be social is, and, and um, you know, we call it socially savvy, so that you know what you're going into and, and how how to do it. Um, one of the big things that we wanted to focus on was understanding that being social and networking are not the same thing. And so the the main topic of today was going to be the do's and don'ts of networking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's important to understand that there is a bridge that happens between a, a regular setup social event that is not created for networking but can have networking possibilities. Typically that happens at the very end of the evening and there are some very, very important things to remember when you're doing this. So I'm going to go over the do's of networking first. Um, do use your faculties proportionately. You were given one mouth and two ears. You listen twice as much as you speak. Okay, and I have to say, oh, this is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Jump right in, Tracy. Yeah. There should be a universal sign that just, you know, show, like like the smile is universal. We all understand what that yeah. means. Yeah. There should be this kind of universal thing that we do where people know that means shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> well, You're done and I'm done listening. 
and again, I think this is why, you know, it's so important to cover this. And, and you know, that was about as politely as I could think to say, you know, <laughs> listen twice as much as you speak. I think the thing to remember is we forget how important that first impression is. You have 20 seconds when you meet a person mm-hmm. between the way you dress, which is one of the other things we'll talk about, um, to the way you speak. Um, you can make mistakes. As a matter of fact, you can fall all over your place. But if you know how to apologize, if you know how to ask for forgiveness, if you know how to handle those situations, it doesn't matter how flawed or how human you are. Mm-hmm. It's how you deal with it. Um, so, again, you know, if you can, I am, I'm a talker. I like to talk. And so when I'm social, I have to get out there and, and I want to get to know other people. So for me, it was just a reminder. I want to learn more about you than I already know about myself. So I need to stuff food. And Sure. Yeah. Show genuine interest in the person that you're interacting with. And I think it needs to be genuine. I mean, it can't oh, it be does. this you thing where you want It can't be like step one, two, three, okay, smile. Okay, yeah. step two, engage eye contact. <laughs> step three, what do you do? You know, it, it needs to be genuine. You need to feel like you really want to connect with this person. Yeah, well, I agree. And some people have to, I've never been able to role play because it's just too funny, but some people I've heard <laughs> have had a lot of success with role playing. And one of the things, because again, I'm very flawed and that I talk a lot and sometimes something will pop into my head and my mouth will just automatically engage <laughs> and I will talk over to them. And, but the one thing that I learned was when I, I'll focus when I realize what I'm doing, I'll focus, say my point, and then I'll say, I'm sorry, you were saying. I mean, yeah. there are so many little things that you can do to allow the other person to engage and create a good networking situation if this yeah. is what you're going to be doing. I agree. That's awesome. Okay, so the second one is maintain eye contact and show interest and respect. Okay, women have an easier time with this. Men men have a fine time with this. But when a man is speaking to a woman, there seems to be some kind of interest in the lunch area. Okay, I don't... I understand the, in the like, have you ever the seen that, the movie, um, that, that, that baby movie where the, the actor is talking and he says lunch? Uh, like your yes, your eyes yeah. need to stay focused. I know, I, um, it's funny because we just, me and my girlfriend, we went on vacation to California and we got little t-shirts that point, they have arrows pointing up to our eyes that say our eyes are up there. And <laughs> I know, and sometimes you just really want to open a shirt that says, and yeah, it's very funny. No, they love it. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. You yeah. know what you have to do, because this really throws them off, and I do this all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. You have to stare in their region. So then <laughs> that actually throws people off, and sometimes they turn around and leave, and, you know, um, Sometimes when I want them to leave, that's what I do. So, <laughs> well, and, you know, and again, this is the trick. This is the difference between, you know, you can. There's a lot of things you can get away with in a social atmosphere because there's lots of distraction. Um, but again, when you're networking, it is so fundamentally important. If you're going to spend your time, your money, your gas, bring your business cards, and make an impression, you know, you really want to be aware of the impression that you're making. Yes. So, um, moving on. Okay. Again, be prepared. Have your cards in hand. And ready to give them out. And here's the big one. 
when requested. Yes. Business cards, and, and this should be a rule of thumb, business cards should be asked for, not offered. This is the most difficult thing to get people to understand is what you portray when you're pulling out a business card in the middle of a conversation and reaching to, to hand it to somebody, basically what you're saying is, I'm done with this conversation, here's my card, we'll talk when I'm ready. Exactly. If they, if you have a true connection, if people are really interested in what you have to say, or the service even, even if you're not quite clicking but they like your service, they will ask for that business card. Yeah. Allow them yeah. to ask. Mm-hmm. First I read this and I kind of disagreed in my own mind. And then I remember it. I absolutely adore her. The um, the uh, the cocktail party at, at Sorrento. Sorrento yeah. yeah. It is, yes, it is a social event. (laughs) She's throwing up the air quotes, people. (laughs) Quote, unquote. Yeah. But sometimes there are events that are business networking. You know you're going there and you're trying to throw out as many cards as possible. Like sure. Tip and all that kind of stuff. Chamber of Commerce yeah. events. I totally agree. Yeah. Right, but I think I think when you're going into a social networking event, you you need to uh, again, the difference is social networking. There yeah. are social graces. Allow people to ask. I think that's one of the things our culture has really fallen back on is we uh, forget to allow people to be gracious. We forget to allow people to act interested in us, you know, give them the opportunity to ask for your card. And if they don't ask for it, then, then maybe, you know, if you go through a night of that, then maybe you want to sit down with somebody who's close to you and go, you know, what could I have been doing wrong? Bring a friend with you. Um, we've talked about the whole, the whole desperation thing. And, and we, people do understand that there's a level of desperation out there with the economy being the way it is. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, nothing is gained by desperation. You just have to wake up in the morning and go, here's another day. Let's go for it. And people, I think, in general are turned off by sales tactics. Yes. So they don't want to feel like you're the target of their sales tactic or they're practicing it on you. Exactly. You know, and so I think it's, yeah, just calm down. I agree. Chat. Let's, I agree. Get, let's get to know each other. I might buy something from you if I like you. So I'm going to go through these last couple do's pretty quick just because I think they're kind of self-explanatory. Um, be inviting and complimentary. You know, if you have a tendency to do, use the words like you're fab, you're great, that's wonderful. Maybe go look up a thesaurus and find a couple of, of new words. And, and, you know, it's it's funny, but I do to this day. I will go to the thesaurus and, and educate myself on new words. My kids are learning vocabulary. There's nothing that says I shouldn't continue my vocabulary. Absolutely. I love that. Going forward. Um, have good communication skills. This is the tricky one. If you have not been raised with good communication skills, i.e. me, if um, you don't have good examples around you, you have to go out and look for them. There are tapes. There are books. Um, Honestly, I think one of the best ways to learn communication is listen to radio talk shows like FM, AM, maybe not us, but (laughs) definitely us. (laughs) Definitely us. Uh, you know, but listen to the the interviews. Listen to how people are talking to each other. That will give you a lot of clues on how to interact, how to um, entice people into conversation. And then, of course, finally, be your best. Face it. People size you up during the first 16 seconds after you are introduced. 
So make sure that whatever you're wearing, however you're presenting yourself, is how you want to be seen from a business point of view. So, okay, now we get to go into the don'ts. These ones crack me up. Okay, um, don't get too close when people to people when you're talking to them. Um, I it does happen. <laughs> I think I get way too close to people just because, like, I'm so used to being in Europe and we get like very close to people. And I'm a hugger. Me too. And I'm a like, hugger. Yeah. No matter what, even if I'm drinking or not drinking, I hug people constantly. And people always tell me, like, that's wrong, that you should not hug. But, like, I feel like a hug goes a long way, you know? Well, you know, it's funny because... (laughs) I love that picture. (laughs) I said you were like... Like, the body language is okay yeah yeah I'm definitely a hugger, but the closeness I think is like the talking the proximity uh, yeah. of you know stand to a way where you can have the face to face interaction but not to wh- yeah like I don't want to well, smell yeah. your breath or the fact that yeah that's another one but you know that obviously bridge yes yeah. gum and tic tacs please um <laughs> Go ahead. No, go. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the second don't. Don't interrupt when people are already engaged in a conversation. And Damn, did I just interrupt? I think I just interrupted. Sorry. Well, no, this is when you're in a networking environment. Um, you know, it's even worse when you're in a social environment. We come into conversations, you know, we walk up and we typically have a drink in our hands because that gives us the courage to talk to people. Um, and we hear something and we just want to jump in. And I think the hardest part of is knowing if and when to jump in. If two people are engaged and they're networking and there's a good, strong connection, you know, honor those people. Allow them to finish. Wait for the, the pause. Wait for a moment to jump in. And the best way to jump in is to compliment somebody in the conversation. Absolutely. I love that. That's a great tip. It's to give them, it gives you an introduction into the conversation. And then if people are interested, then they will ask you, well, what's your name? And, and you found a natural progression to get yeah. into it. Um, correcting people. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, I but when you're in a networking situation, there is there is a way to correct. But usually when you're in a networking situation, most of these people who are coming to networking, they don't necessarily have the strong sense to take a correction. So I always tell people um, it leaves a bad impression, and especially if you're right. I mean, <laughs> if you correct somebody and they're in the middle of something and you're right and they're wrong – if they don't have the self-esteem to turn around and look at you and go, gosh, you know, you're right. It, oh, my God. It's well, and wrong. I think part of, it, part of it is what what are you editing? So if someone says my name wrong, I think it's it's crucial that you correct. Oh, yes. However, yes. if you're correcting grammar, yeah. maybe not. Yes. <laughs> no, maybe I would not. agree. Because yeah. If, yeah. if somebody pronounces my name wrong like they do all the time, which is why I now have two letters as my name, LB. <laughs> I finally gave up. Um, you you do. You get to a point where you're just like, okay, I'm tired of correcting. But the the other thing, this does lead into another subtopic, is that is people's names. If you don't know, and I was so worried about screwing up Irina's name, and of course I did. You know, the first show. I think I'm like the best at that because I'm so bad at names. So I just like find the cutest nicknames and I call that people. Oh, there you go. I always say, oh yeah, like. 
you know, and I call like I mean I'm younger, young. So I'm, <laughs> I really, yes, I use really. I know. Are you trying to I use kind of inappropriate names like haughty and <laughs> sexy. Maybe not so good at networking, you know. Next, I know I should say that because yeah, that we're next time I know Daniels and I call you Hottie. I don't know your name. Hey, Hottie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that loafers guy. Okay, so we'll finalize up here the don'ts. Um, don't ramble or go off track when describing your work objective. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Really it yeah. is, you know, I think you're right. Being able to sum up, you know, when you're in a conversation, especially if you're at a business networking function, yeah. you, you need to be able to tell someone about you, your product, service, or business in less than three minutes, definitely, for sure. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, you want to put me oh, on the yeah, spot? Well, I consider myself a facilitator of relationships. I introduce a great product, sake, into different environments so that people can take their conversation external to themselves because we live in a kind of an intimidating society where in Seattle you have to know about wine, but you don't have to know about sake. So hire us, bring us in for your wedding, your convention, your business meeting, and we can take we can alleviate that kind of tension that goes along with not knowing how to approach strangers. Okay, you just scared the hell out of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> On the drop of a hat, you dropped that. Oh, my God. You would kick my butt at a social networking that, event. That was totally impromptu. I'll have to listen to the show and see what I said. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thanks for that feedback. Well, and, yeah. and I, I guess maybe part of that comes with becoming comfortable with what the product. I think there is an aspect of you have to love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, up until about a year and a half ago, I, you know, I take, I started out taking, doing events photography, and so I was on the other side of the camera, and it took me till about six months ago to when I could smile in front of a camera, and there's a photographer out there, his name's Timothy, and I absolutely have to give him props. He took the best picture that's ever been taken of me, um, but he understood my discomfort, and he got me to a point where I was comfortable, and now I actually smile in photos, and I found a way to do it. Because I was so uncomfortable. And that's one of the things that I think you do. It's a process. You have to become comfortable with who you are and your brand. And it may take a little while. And, again, if you're not comfortable, be ready with the apologies. Be ready to not necessarily give excuses, but to um, if you allow people to recognize that you're human and you acknowledge their humanness, there's a lot of forgiveness. There's a lot of latitude that you can get from that. I agree. How do you, sometimes it can be really uncomfortable in terms of going on, and there's, everybody knows each other, sometimes it can be very, it can be very quirky. Yeah. Um, when I was in Chicago, I went to networking events, and I lived there for five months last year, and it's like, people like, hey, and they, and they, they give you your card. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> um, know your environment. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was kind of nice, because I didn't feel, I mean, sometimes I'll go into networking events here, and I don't know anybody. You know what? I I have to say this. I I swear I do major major networking and I think what you just said is exactly your introduction. It's that hey, you know, I'm really uncomfortable. I I'm not used to this kind of networking yes, thing and yes, let people I thought I'd approach human. you because you looked approachable and yes. you know, I I'm kind of uncomfortable in this environment. How do you usually network? I mean, exactly what you said 
is how you can just be totally, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that because when I first started doing the events, when I first started the Duchess Report, um, I was originally taking photos for one of my co-hosts, so I would go to different events with them. Uh, and then I realized what it was I wanted, what direction I wanted to take it. And so I was going out and going to events on my own, exactly, where I walked up to you, and I have to tell you I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> But it was there was there's a level of courage that comes along, and you have to just grab it from within, and you have to go seriously. Worst case scenario, you completely botch it, and that person never ever sees you again. Or if they do, you have a funny story to but, talk about. But I think what happens is when you're being vulnerable, no one can yes. turn that down. I mean, no. there's just not a person out there. Agree. I mean, unless they're a straight jackass, you, anyone that you're showing your vulnerability is going to reach out. I, that's part of just being human and who we yeah, are. Yeah. I definitely agree yeah. with that, definitely. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so moving on. Hard sell. Absolutely just don't do it. There's, there's nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. And lastly, in a social networking, just, just, please, don't get drunk. Don't. <laughs> I love how the microphone was just passed to me like, Irina. I don't, you know, I... I don't. I do sometimes get drunk. Um, I think I we think all do. Anybody <laughs> that doesn't admit it is a total liar. Um, and I have like cues for myself. Like if I'm about to call people that I haven't called in a while, or last weekend, <laughs> <laughs> that I need to take myself home. And thank you to the wonderful people in Bellevue that drive Ducky, me home. Ducky. <laughs> Thank you to the wonderful people that work at these great bars that take you home uh, and drive you home and drop you off safe. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> but I That's think it's a, it's a way to know your limit and say, listen, you know, I'm here to uh, do a purpose. I'm here to network and meet some people, so I'm only going to have two drinks tonight and know that about yourself. Yes, exactly. And know your limit and know what you're going to drink. And maybe if you can't control that, have a buddy system. Have somebody that come with you um, Yep. And and control you. I would definitely agree. It's very tricky. Yeah. So I just have to take a quick moment here to apologize if anybody has tried to chat with us because I have yet to get the chat up. Um, this is an education process for all of us. Sure. Um, and I noticed that there was one um, call in. So if we missed your call in and we didn't get your chat, we're still learning the systems. We're still. Um, I'm the only one who has even uh, the the flies ass idea. <laughs> I have not bothered the other girls with this because it is a little bit overwhelming. So please, um, just give us a couple of weeks. Definitely Facebook us. Let us know, um, you know, what you thought, what we said that was funny, or what we said that actually <laughs> you we're okay with whatever. <laughs> um, but I do want to apologize for that. So in the next couple of weeks, we will have our chat sessions up and running, and we will be able to start taking phone calls. Uh, it will take us a little bit though to figure out the system. Yeah. <laughs> So I do want to um, take a quick uh, moment to thank some of our sponsors. Our um, What's Happening is brought to you by Pop Chips, Never Fried, Never Bake, Think Popped. And um, also Sweet Talk Wipes, the compact, drip-free, germ-busting cell phone wipes. Um, both of those are uh, 
of our sponsors, and they have been fabulous in supporting us. And one of the things that I like about both of those sponsors is they do support um, smaller events, smaller venues. They, you know, Pop Chips right now, Pop Chips right now is on this huge national level with Ashton, um, Kurt, Kurt, yeah, Kurt and, and doing this big, huge campaign, and they still had time to go, yeah, we'll have, what do you need? Because we do swag bags for all of our live on location. And they're like, yeah, what do you need? We'll make sure, you know, they Federal Express it. They made sure we had the product to get out to our listeners. So yeah. um, if you get a chance, yeah, go to their Facebook and say thank you. Yeah. They are. They're fabulous. And I love the way that they um, – how they look at marketing and how they understand that it really is about the people. And they actually taste great. Yes, they do. Why not? Have a pop chip. Have a pop chip, yeah. And and the same thing with with, uh, Sweet Talk Wipes. Uh, I've met her, and she and her husband launched this. Uh, They launched it. They had the Nordstrom launch here a couple of months ago. They're very local. Fabulous idea. Fabulous product. Um, And, again, you know, check them out on Facebook. Uh, They've been, you know, a big producer of supporting the little businesses around here. I just think that is awesome. So moving forward, we um, covered our Venice is Thinking event from last week, which was absolutely a ball. Um, we the Some of the events we covered last week that I was talking about with Lucky Strikes, they did a PJ tournament, which if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you saw that we actually were a part of that. And out of 14 teams, we tied for third, which was shocking. I thought we were going to suck for sure. <laughs> But um, it just goes to show there's so many different events out there, and Lucky Strike is one of those that they throw these things out there. There was no cost to us. Um, there were a total of 16 teams you could put together um, that could have six to eight people on them. And didn't they have a fabulous giveaway? They did. So um, six people got tickets to the Bahamas. And then nice. Oh yeah. I so wanted oh, to be so there. Oh, so when we did it at their anniversary party too, they had like oh yes. It is. They have some great sponsors. And what wow. Was so funny, so we were all of a sudden tied in fourth place, and we're like going, oh, bring it. <laughs> they have a fabulous staff. I have, I have to agree. To say, you know, for um, a multi, um, you've got the, the bowling, you've got the, the video games, you've got the nightlife. Mm-hmm. To have that kind of diversity and have a staff that can accommodate family and, and teeny boppers and us 41-year-olds right. who have attitudes who say, yeah, I'm VIP, get the hell out of the way. Um, <laughs> They're great about that, and we love that about them. So, you know, again, thank you so much, Lucky. Um, you know, where I say we have eight minutes left. Okay, the Northwest, Northwest Women's, Women's Show. Women's show. I, I, you know what? Yes. So I think it. the Northwest Women's Show, I attended Sunday. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. I attended Sunday, and I have to say, you know, there were your typical trade show exhibitors, but two really stood out to me. One is a, a nonprofit called the Young Survival Coalition, and they are a nonprofit that benefits women that are under 30 years old who get diagnosed with cancer. And they oh, do some wow. really amazing, incredible things. And so they had the whole wine tasting event. And if you bought extra wine at the event, it went to benefit the, the women's you know coalition. And so that, that's just a fantastic nonprofit that is kind of new in the Seattle area. They're just now marketing themselves. But the second one that's super fun, I think especially for the ladies, is a company called Feeling Smitten. And they do oh. handmade cupcake uh, fat bombs, cupcake and oh. ice cream cone fat bombs. Bath bombs. Yes. Oh, those! Have you ever had a bath they bomb? They are fantastic. Oh, 
If you yeah, do not but have they're, a spa they're handmade tub, and they make like makes your tub a spa tub. Yes. I love those. And they're like handmade though. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. I, I in fact I gotta share this story because I was walking by and I go, Oh my god, I don't even like sweets. I'm not uh, <laughs> sugar is not my problem. It's like carbs and and cheese and butter and stuff. Give but sugar isn't my thing, you know. But I'm walking by and these things look so appealing that I stopped and I go, Oh my god, that would make me have a cupcake. And and this lady that was leaving the booth said they're not cupcakes, they're bath bombs. So I had wow. to go over there and I looked at everything they had. They were these bath bombs and, and they were um shaped like cupcakes and ice cream cones. Beautiful. Well, it's a woman in Tacoma is the company owner. They're opening a store in a month. And oh, yeah, no, where, it's where, just where, amazing where? on sixth Ave, I think, in Tacoma. Ooh. And so in Tacoma. But they have an online presence. They have a Facebook presence already. So if if you're curious about their bath bombs, the other thing is they uh, use all natural ingredients, and each one is handmade. And so they don't put it. You know, for women, we have to worry about bubble baths and urinary tract infections and whatever. You know, but these are all natural ingredients. And so yeah, check them out. Okay. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, and again, this is one of the things where if we can understand at a social level where people are coming from, and again, this comes into the whole human humanity. I mean, I could tell you stories from what my husband and I have been through the last couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's a level, but I guess it comes... well, I think it does come down, maybe not a level of desperation, but I think so many people crave, that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. So many people crave new experiences, new products that whether or not they can afford them, something like this gives them an introduction. And I think once you have that introduction, it allows you, um, you know, we all save for different things. Now, some of us save for a vacation, some of us save for a night out, some of us sure. save to send our kids off to college. Everybody has something that's important to them. And being exposed, you know, the one thing I have to say about the Northwest Women's Show, even though it's not, um, what's the word, maybe as refined as some events out there, I think it does uh, pretty much everybody an opportunity to check out new products. Like, I know that um, Sweet Talk Wipes was there, and she had a fabulous time. She really enjoyed it, and I think there was a different atmosphere this year. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't gone, but I know this, where, you know, as women, we're a lot more savvier shoppers now, and we're, you know, we want to try first, and I think that's what a lot of companies are doing. They're letting us try the products, because I know I have a drawer of, I bought it, but I don't use it. Yeah, so... So Best I think, marketing is, is try it first. So I think that's a great way to try things is to go to these shows. I would agree. Well, I have to say in response to Tracy that, yes, I, I did see that element there um, when I was passing the Muckleshoot table. Muckleshoot Casino was there promoting. <laughs> and they had these free giveaways. And I, I heard people, they were just coasters, you know, drink coasters. And people were saying, get one for mom. Get one for my cousin. Get one for my, you know, so instead of just taking the one, you know, they were taking 60. Now, I don't so much mine because it was from the casino. <laughs> and I think I've helped keep their light bill on a couple of times. So it's okay. okay. But, but I definitely think for the smaller entrepreneurs and small business, yeah, that can be a drain. Yeah. It is a little bit drained. 
Okay, so we are winding down on our show, but I did want to cover a couple of events that are coming up. We do know that um, Fat Tuesday is coming up, kicking off into Mardi Gras. There didn't seem to be any real purpose in covering events because everybody's having an event. (laughs) Um, One of our favorite sponsors, Corks and Canvas, is um, doing an event down at um, Urban Inoteca down Wednesday night. Gorgeous facility, a lot of fun. So um, check out Corks and Canvas in Seattle for a, a fun event, especially if you're not real comfortable, you know, getting to know people. It's a great way to do it because you're there to learn how to paint, which you don't even have to know how to do. And they give you a glass of wine. So it's like, here. It makes everything <laughs> easier. It does. It makes everything so much easier. Um, the Art Institute Portfolio Restaurant is celebrating their 10th anniversary celebration. Again, you can go online and check that out. Um, they have three days where they're pairing wines with foods from um, the people from the um, Institute. It gives them a great way to showcase, show off the new chefs, to show off the new foods. The Culinary Institute is a fabulous um, thing to come and check out, especially to support if if that's something that is one of your passions. Um, Coming up, more of our, um, for our wine tasting fabulous friends, we have the Taste of Washington showing up March 26th and 27th. The 26th is seminars talking about how to pair wines, and they have special speakers coming in. You have on the 27th, which is the full-blown go in and taste everything. I definitely recommend having, I wouldn't even say having a designated driver. I would say take a taxi in, get a cab, because the wines that you're going to taste are so good that you... you, Take a party bus. There we go. I like it. I love that. So that's a great event. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get a, a fabulous experience. You're going to get a lot of information, and um, hopefully, we will be there to cover it for you as well. So um, we will be at as many. I'll events. be the one on the party bus. <laughs> well, we want to thank you. Yes, yes, <laughs> hugging people. <laughs> And then calling them later that night. <laughs> yes. We want to thank Arena's giving out free hugs at our <laughs> next live event. Hugs are next now live available. event, show up for a hug for from Arena. We want to thank you for coming and listening to Socially Savvy. And um, our hosts, all of our hosts here, want to thank you for being a part of our show. Um, we do welcome any information you have to give us, um, ideas for where we should go, what we should do, and maybe what we should cover. So um, here's to you, and we will catch you next week. Next week.
Matt, why does that sound familiar? Matthew Lacrosse from he 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 owns. Holy shit! I just blasted myself. Sorry. He owns a consignment shop for communities and really high end cars, and it's off of Aurora in Seattle. Anyway, he also does art. You don't know him personally. So we're going to broadcast from his place. I think we should broadcast first. I think you're going to feed into. I think that would be fun to do something like that because. We can go, you know, be socially savvy having some boundaries and etiquette. But in Seattle, now we're, we're going unedited. And right. maybe we could do that. Maybe we, we could promote yours going, sure. moving in. Yeah. And so um, he has, he sells on consignment BMWs. They own, like the shop owns a Lamborghini at Aston Martin. Like wow. they really might end, you know, cars. So he has always offered me his place to do an event there. And he said he'll move out everything from the showroom. And he's also an artist. So he has his art hanging on oh. So that's where we were thinking of launching a sexy scale. It's on not quite the Greenwood. Am I right? Aurora. Yeah. Aurora. It's right on Aurora. What is it called? Munich Evolution. Look it up on Facebook. Munich, M-U-N-I-C-H, Evolution. Evolution. Yeah, we've talked to a couple of them. The local dealers or some other yeah. types of events, and Bellevue is not one of them. Will return my phone call, and not what? one of them will let me I into might, the. Not have... one of them will let me into the office for the 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 general manager and um, limited down here in Bellevue. Uh, Jamie is covering the first office of that, and she won't let me anywhere near her. My own because because I bitch slapped her. Oh, socially, she's oh, I bitch slapped her something fierce. Who is this? The where is this? And Jamie Lancaster. Oh, okay. You know where she works? No. She works at the um, luxury limit, uh, luxury motors in Bellevue. Tesla is a nice place. It's across oh, from the. Um, Tesla? Are you kidding me? And she goes, but we can, but we can, you know, talk and negotiate and like that. Well, no. And um, Bentley, no. so Bentley and Bellevue and Park Place Motors. I have two different. Park Place. That's Park Place, yes, because yeah. Jamie Lancaster is the front oh, desk, and place. that little biatch <laughs> would not let me get through to him, and I'm pretty sure she cut me off. Plus, come to find out that he is brothers with somebody that Brad worked with, and this guy sure spread around, so we think that we cut off on both sides. <laughs> I had a, there was one guy over at Park Place um, who is a pirate, a seafarer pirate, uh-huh. but he was the one who was posting on my website. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, that's there's weird. something about this place that's just okay. ripping me off. <laughs> so um, we're launching in April, and it's really a show about, um, you know, what's sexy to you, whether it's education. I love that. You know, it's everything. And, and what we want to do is put a different spin on the term sexy. So like I said, I mean, we will talk about sexy stuff, like you know, whatever, porn shop, field or whatever. But it's also about, you know, where do you get your hair done? Where's a great massage? Where's a great club to go to? We're similar to LB, but a little bit different in that hers is more informative in, in terms of the social scene. Mm-hmm. Ours ours would be very um, experience-specific. Mm-hmm. So whether we were talking specifically about massages on one evening or, you know, in, interviewing women about sex. Like, I did three interviews yesterday at the Northwest Women Show. One was the coalition that I talked about, the women under 30. So I interviewed their regional manager, and, and that's sexy to me. If you support and find a cause that you're really passionate about, that's sexy. Yeah. You know, so we want to kind of redefine and put a different 
perspective on what sexy really is. You know, that sexy doesn't mean you're walking down the street. It's intelligent. You know, it's intelligent. Yeah, I I agree with that. That's it. Exactly. And like with you, that's why I posted right away when you said you got accepted into Gonzaga. Like I'm just so excited for you because men don't expect, I mean, I, you know, I have lots of education and men don't think that you can be beautiful and attractive and educated, right? But education is very sexy. Right. And it's not because you think you're smarter than everybody. It's that you pursued a goal that you were interested in. And to me, that makes yeah. you well, sexy. talk about things rather yeah. than yeah. Really sure. Like exactly. Yeah. You have yeah. to wear a bikini and that's wear right. a coffee. That's right. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of disturbing. When are the ones that cost No, I find it like lingerie. Oh, the guys love it, but that is not female's perspective. I'm like, no, not so much. Not the same. It's a little bit of 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 a 22 now, turning 23, this May. God, that's a, you don't even seem like, yeah. Well, thank you. But he had a girlfriend in high school that I adored. I just adored this girl and still to this day I do. She worked in a coffee stand in Piala and she was making really good money. And the owners told her, well, the owners sold it to somebody else that came in and said they wanted to make it on a bikini. And she said no. And I was sure. so proud of her, and she's a gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really gorgeous. And in fact, I'm just pissed that my son's not still with her because <laughs> she was really good for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so she yeah. moved across the street and did this other coffee stand. Okay. All of her clients yeah. all followed her okay. over there, okay. and she never had to. Okay. You know, she didn't have to do that. I mean, I cannot hear the current show. It's pissing me off. Not our. You think it's going to take a little minute? It might. Yeah. It's just driving me nuts. I'm a bit of a control freak. 20 minutes and it's been over. We want to start. Okay. Okay. I will help you get at live places too. Like if you want other. That's what I'm, I'm working on. I've got. <clears throat> I've got. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is I'm going into this with a different attitude than what I went in my first year. I'm going into this as you're going to have something to offer because I know right now with us four hosts al- alone, we care, we bring influence of over 7,500 Facebook, exactly. social media. Yeah. And I'm taking that very seriously, you know, yeah, and as, the, the burden's on her because she's got the one who's got the 4,000, yeah. but still it's like, wow. you know, you need to really say, I think I have to block about 20 people a day. I add an average of we count at 25 a day? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm at five a day. I block. I'm at five a day. So I am. Um, what do you mean you block? I block because the people block. write inappropriate but, uh, like comments on my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And there's a lot of it. You know, it's sad because there's a lot of people out there. Um, I have some people who started contacting me and I just started dropping. Yeah. You just. But I, yeah, there yeah. comes once you hit 900. I think between eight and 900 is the magic number of idiots start coming out of the sure, woodwork. Yeah. And you have to start. You really have uh-huh. to start maintaining yeah, your page yeah, on I a totally daily agree. basis. It's yeah. I was going to ask that question on, on air because um, Shikshan has like almost a thousand, mm-hmm. and I personally only have like 650 mm-hmm. because I don't use it on my business. Like somebody to me who I have no idea who he is and I'm going to say do I know you? Because I don't want to just 
I don't know. Do you use it your personal for your? I do. Only what I'm I do, and um, but I'm careful. You know, like I posted a thing today or last night, and then I deleted it later. But I said, you know, I can't talk about my marriage. I'm not online talking about my relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I said, but for the record, I do love my husband because I last week.
street vendor foods because yeah. you can either stay inside the Northwest Women's Show mm -hmm. and go get a hamburger for 10 bucks, mm -hmm. which is going to be fried and nasty and whatever. So I'm like, if I'm going to do it with all those calories, <laughs> I'm going to the street vendor. Yeah, I want exactly. my sausage grilled with some yeah, cheese exactly. on it. <laughs> so we go and find a way we're coming back and this lady is just made a complete cater. She's like, where's your stamp? So we showed, that's yesterday's stamp. No, bitch. I wasn't here yesterday. Yeah. So if it's yesterday's stamp, that's your guys' mistake, mm -hmm. and I'm not going Good to for be for your incompetent. Mm -hmm. So let me the fuck back in the show. Well, you have to walk around. To now, I'm not walking anywhere. Like, you have a headset, radio headset? What the fuck is that for? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, call the person that's on the other end of that contraption yeah. you're wearing. That's yeah. ridiculous. And call them, you know, and she goes, no, we're going to have to go to the other side to see if they remember you. What? Oh, and, and so, I would have like, drop kicked that bitch. people are here, yeah. and you think they're going to remember me because what? You're just being a hater right now. Like, it's $15, lady. I'd rather yeah. give you another $15 to yeah. come in this yeah. room before yeah. I walk the fuck around yeah. to the other side, yeah. you know? And so, ironically, um, so I tell her, I'm not walking anywhere. I'm sorry. I paid to be in here. We have video footage because I interviewed three people when I was in here. And she continues to tell me, but that's yesterday's stamp. Okay, that's cool, but I wasn't here yesterday. Yeah. So you work that out with somebody else because that's yeah. not my issue. That's yeah. your issue. That's their issue. You guys, whatever. That's your incompetence showing. Yeah. So, interesting. And then she told me, well, you're going to have to get out of line because you're holding the lineup. No, uh, you're holding the lineup. And that's what I told her. You're holding the lineup. Ironically, the event show manager is behind me and says, let these girls in. They were in here. And the, and the girl stops. No, no, they don't. They have the wrong stamp. And she goes, well, I'm the event show manager. Let them in. And so, we got back in, but I just thought, I was infuriated. Like, seriously, who the fuck tries to sneak in a women's show and, I know. and save 15 bucks? Oh, that caliber, really, yeah. You know, it yeah. just was ridiculous. Like, from one woman to another, I would just, I don't even care if you were sneaking in. I yeah. think, you know, I, I, you know what I mean? Say, but I think women to women are the worst. It's the they, are. they are. They're so they are. patty and competitive that they're, the, the bitch in them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but most of my friends are male. Yeah. And there's a reason. Yeah. Women to women is the worst. And you said that about, like, I was probably, like, Relationship wise, I would share as much as possible. Yeah, I made the biggest mistake ever. And one time, I you know how you like link yourself and say I'm in a relationship with. Right, right. And it was totally as a joke. I was not in a relationship with this person. He's a really good friend of mine. And we did that. And then he said, I, I have to show you this. And he's like, not because I'm trying to be hurtful towards you or anything, but I have to show you this because it's like crazy. And there were like people who I thought were my friends that sent him messages that were like. Are you sure you want to date her? No. Yes, like, you wow. know. Who you thought you were friends? Who I thought they were friends. And they were, like, it wasn't, like, one or two people. It was people that are trying to, like, like stir up trouble. So or is he it? said, it women are, like, trying to hit on me now because I'm, like, not single anymore. He said, what is this between yeah. you guys that you do? That's why I protect my relationship. I know. You know? I've been through that. And it's yeah. like, you come to my home, you come out with me, and then the next day you call me, I'm like, oh, hey, you want to go out for lunch? And then we do this too. Yeah. And it's not only me. Like, right. I know other women that, you know, that this happens to. And I just, that's like, always think, like, why do we do this to each other? Why you know? We? Well, I think fundamentally women, um, the, if you take a look at it, there's so much that has gone wrong in the last hundred years of evolution. I mean, there's a lot of things that went right, but the problem is, is what went right did not follow with an education or a handbook, per se. Yeah. You know, you go back a thousand years, you go back 2,000 years. Everybody knew what their place was. And, yeah. and even though that's irritating to say the words, 
there was a level of expectation of what you could do, what you couldn't do, and if you were going to break the rules, how you were going to do it. So now you arrive in this place where women have found their voice um, socially, Mm -hmm. you know, physiologically, everything, and now you have men who have no place. Sure. Who don't know what their role is in life. And that's where, when you're single, I think it really runs amok because mm-hmm. men don't have a sense of strength. Therefore, they don't know how to reach out. They're waiting for people to come to them now. Men have become literally the weaker species. Sure. And, well, they always were, but now they're acknowledging it. Well, <laughs> physiologically, they had an advantage. No. But yeah. mentally, yeah. there was. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally, there there was you know, yeah. part of that. But again, everybody had a place. And I yeah. think what has happened in this last, um, we're now looking at a generation of women who we have evolved ourselves because mm-hmm. our parents didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. We're now having children. Mm-hmm. I have three boys. Mm-hmm. Um, my boys know about 90% of my history. There's 10% that I have not included mm-hmm. them to because yeah. there's some very, very personal things sure. that need to be presented at the right time. Mm-hmm. And it's more, the only reason I would present them as, as an education and to teach them compassion mm-hmm. for what a woman would be going yeah. through. Right, right. But if you take a look at historically, women never talked about sex. I mean, what was the last time somebody talked to you and you're going to understand that somebody talked to you about your man going through midlife crisis and how much that was going to fuck up your life. Right. Who right. tells you that a man's all of a sudden going to become insecure, who is a powerhouse, yeah. and you're going, I need to now fucking figure out how to make you happy. Why don't you wipe your ass, pull up your pants, and figure it out but for yourself? Right, right. Loving too. But I, mean, I don't know what you're saying. Like, oh, listen, the economy is going to go down. Yeah. Men right. are going to feel yeah. worse. Yeah. Women are going to feel insecure because now they're trying to find a man that still has a dollar yeah. in the bank account. Right. People right. are going to stab you in the yeah. back. Yeah. Nobody warns it. So, well, and the thing about life is born, yes, and that's the the level of desperation Mm -hmm. has gone to a point where, and again, I just, this seems to be the topic that goes amok is Mm -hmm. I tell people, protect yourself by protecting, by the best way you can help the people around you is to protect yourself. Don't allow anybody to get into position. Their desperation will affect your life. And then you will not hold them in accountability for their desperation because somebody who's desperate literally can't think beyond they their own their values. Yeah. And they, I forget that many, you know this. Some of my best friends, but like with Chick Chat, I do and these other oh, things, yeah. and I have to rely on women to be my first eyes and ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And um and what you're talking about um I didn't have a mentor until I was probably thirty one, thirty two mm-hmm. in business. And she it was a woman. I got my first so mentor awesome. two years ago when you were yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Serious. Mm-hmm. I had nobody in my life. I'm not kidding. I have you. I have Lisa Kreider. Um, that might be it. But I mean, it's, but it's, it's so important. Vague. It's important and to have a mentor. It's, like, it's interesting if this keeps happening to you and that, you know, you can't help other people's insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just and they can look at you and look mm-hmm. at you as you're pretty and you're confident and you're obviously much more of that. And I feel awful that friends. Oh, think, absolutely. You know, like, that's like, but usually yeah. it's because people don't understand. You know, the 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 one thing that I am so thankful for mm-hmm. was when we reached out and decided to go to lunch. We went to purple. We went to purple. Yeah. And I sat down with you and I got to I got the chance to talk to you mm-hmm. and you listened to me when I talked too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And, but you, you know, when you talked, you were engaging, you didn't, um, you know, you had a certain persona about you and I was really intimidated about sitting down with you, but I was at that point in my life where I was going to start reaching out to people that I felt a connection to, whether mm-hmm. it was logical or not. Right. And then you went off to London and, you know, we kept yeah, track we Facebook did. back and yeah, forth yeah. and, um, you know, it, it is a real note to your character. Some of the things that you've said and done just in the last two months. Oh, thanks. Just to understand, you know, you're you're behaving at a level that is way beyond your age bracket. And I think a lot of that I comes from your life. I have a lot of great mentors. I really do. And they're, like, amazing people. One of them is, like, a great author. Um, his name is Jerry Phillips, and he uh, writes books about communication. And he's been my mentor for, like, seven years now. Oh, well, wow. um, he's, like, a great support system. And I have people like that who are, you know, like, in the Seattle area and stuff that are um, – that always tell me like that you are way beyond that. Don't ever, you know, don't ever stoop down to that because that is like the facade of things. Do you really want to be in that? And I don't. You know, I live in my own little world and I'm okay with that because <laughs> <laughs> we all do. <laughs> you know, and I meet people who are like so awesome and so amazing, and these are people that are never get appreciated. Right. And I feel like you know. If that's a culture that is appreciated, that what's out there, like, you know, I'm not going to put on an Ed, Ed Hardy shirt and pretend like right. I'm cool. That's not my yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of, it's really sad. I feel like a lot of women my age are so part of that. And it's like, really, I mean, there's just so much more to life than that. And I think that's why, you know, we get into that habit of, like, going to the same events or going to the same mm-hmm. things, you know, like, meeting the same people, like, I wish I can go to Dano and meet some new people, but it's the same people, isn't yeah. it? It's it's difficult, you know. That yeah. was the one thing. This last year was an education that I couldn't, you know, I mm-hmm. could have I could have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and still not gotten yeah. what I did. The fear factor alone in um, Rob Sims was one of the first public figures I covered for his birthday party and I thought I was being hired and I didn't get a dime one and at the time I couldn't afford the $20 for the parking Um, and it was one of those things but the relationships that came out of it ended up being of more value Mm -hmm. but for me a year and a half ago being in downtown Seattle paying Mm -hmm. for my parking walking across the street and going into a bar type venue with a bunch of Seahawks you know and and a very you know I got to be everywhere, and so certain people would say, you know, please don't take pictures, and I was always very gracious about mm-hmm. that, but it was it was very difficult knowing what to do and what not to do, how to move forward. You know, people were pressing me. The person who invited me, she kept pressing me to give her the pictures for free, and it took everything I had to put my foot down and go, no, I have value. Sure. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a big thing. And that I is a big thing. That could be a whole show in and itself. Up until this last week, I still fight that with people. Um, I love Cody, Count Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, you want you to cover I gave, well, <laughs> no, I don't, you know, we're still, well. we're still within 48 hours of everything. But when I offered him the ticket, he asked how much it was. And I, I told him it was 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And if he had paid me ticket? the the ticket that I had earned through, because you had given yeah. me the two tickets. Yeah. And so if he paid me, that was going to cover my fuel for the week. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he didn't pay me. Mm-hmm. He didn't offer to pay me. Um, he didn't give me the opportunity to say that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, when when you're trying to be subtle about things, there's a, there there's interpretation, and that's yeah. fine. Um, and I've looked and watched Cody for quite a while and seen kind of, you know, what he's doing. There's a lot of people out there who are trying to figure out 
so they don't what they want to do and where they belong. And most of us can't afford to do a lot of things. Um, so I've talked about that in education, and I'm going to see what happens in the next couple of months because I'm going to contact him on an event that I want to get into. And if he doesn't get me in, then I'm going to know. Exactly. And, and I hate yeah. to do it covertly yeah. like that, but everything, as far as I was concerned, it was on yeah. the table. Yeah. And when he didn't offer to pay me for the ticket that I earned, right. And spent the time. I mean, she and I had an agreement. Mm-hmm. I went to Brett, and Brett and I were in a not such great place, and I didn't think it was going to be something he was going to have fun mm-hmm. at. So I thought, well, here's an opportunity to bring somebody new into the the thing. Mm-hmm. He has seen. He um, it's it's uh, he does um, uh, what is it called? Um, something photography. Uh, yes, um, you know what I'm talking about. Is he on it? No, he's a part of um, Team Photogenic. Yes. Who, how is he a part of it? Um, he's the interviewer. He's one of the interviewers, oh. and I think he's on the team. And he is very good friends with Dual Fisher. And Dual Fisher is a heavy hitter when it comes to radio stations in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Lisa, or not Lisa, but Sarah Elizabeth has um, talked with me about him, and, and Sarah's trying to prime me into getting into this other, making this next step between the, the wannabes and the actual haves. Okay. And then there's also Sophia McDonald, who works with the haves. And she's trying to com- create some events. I don't, know she, I don't know about her now. We're going to find out. because She's totally beautiful. We're putting... Yeah. She, I actually yeah, sat down and had a one-on-one with her, and she is fucking brilliant. Really? So she might really cater to a very exclusive crowd. Because 100 to 300. I know the man. Maybe she caters to a specific... I think she's a man. It's a... It's a it's a dollar point. It's a hundred to a three hundred. The woman that she sets them up with. Oh. She struck. So the way she was explaining that? it to me was that mm-hmm. she, when we were talking, we spent about an hour and a half talking, mm-hmm. and um, she has a sixth sense mm-hmm. about her that she relies on, and she went into detail about okay. how she mm-hmm. she also has a sociology and a psychology degree, so she reads your body language. So okay. there's a difference when you're sitting back and you have your head tilted, like, you know, when you're mm-hmm. sitting back like this in a photograph, in a picture, and when you have your head forward and tilted. Right. This is an engaging, yeah. this is yeah. standoffish. I mean, she has some details that she's recognized sure. that she's coaching people on. Um, she wants to do an event at um, David Lawrence. She has a connection. Oh. Um, and I told her I had some connections with people who've done events and that I would love to do an event and include them. And that was where you were going to come in. Um, she is very excited to do that because she doesn't have the time to do the event herself. Um, but she has the resources. She wants to be very would she exclusive. The event? She would attend it, and, okay. but she just... She, and she's that. in she's sessions not. with people coaching them on okay. how to become sure. what it is that they want sure. to be when they're dating okay. again. Okay. Um, why isn't she doing single She I does. Every once in a while. She does. Very ex- the, the thing I about it is her. Really she does. I feel like, very I feel like her her is way we don't, we yeah. don't hear her about events her events. And her events are like, you have to be, when she has her bachelor's and her bachelorette. I mean, I, I am no Heidi Klum by any stretch, but I'm not ugly either. Mm-hmm. And I'm no, right. you're I gorgeous. I feel like her girls are all these like, Oh, she's catering to the men. I think that Sophia got a bad rep um, around a lot of people was because she was setting up a lot of old men with Eastern European and people started saying that it wasn't a matchmaking service; it was more of an escort service because there were very successful, wealthy gentlemen that she was kind of setting them up because. 
I think a lot of men say, hey, I'm 60, I want to grow yeah. 30 in the yeah. pot. And yeah. she was kind of like, okay. okay. And I think she wrote a lot of stuff after that about saying like, listen, if you were going to want this, you're going to end up in a pattern of failed relationships and that's right. what you're doing. Yeah. And I think she's, she's backtracked quite a bit and made those improvements and stuff. But at first, I think the bad reputation came from that point because she was setting up a lot of sure. Because she's Russian, Russian right? women yes. in, oh, in general, okay. a lot of Russian okay. girls, and she had an event in particular that a couple of girls that were a part of, it was a charity event, it sounded like a good idea, but they were auctioning off dates. That's what I thought. Mm. And a lot of that eradicated from that because they said there's better ways to earn money than to auction off Russian women oh, to old okay. American men. Okay. So. But, you know, here's the thing that really... This is the catalyst to what I mm-hmm. really feel is the, the bigotry and the complete, what's the word I'm looking for, um, back-assward thinking mm-hmm. of of Washington as mm-hmm. a state, yeah. Yes. Yeah. is you can't profess that you want something and then slap it sure. when yeah. you turn around. If you're trying to do a fundraiser and something makes money, Shut the fuck oh, up. They do make so money, and they're fun. And, of course, an yeah. auction is going to bring you an opportunity you are not otherwise going to get. Yeah. So yeah. shut up about it. And we right. have a girl on The Bachelor right now that's from Bellevue. Oh, really? She's from Bellevue, Washington. Really? Yeah, The Bachelorette that's on the... Oh, the, yeah. Chantel, is, her stepdad is the owner of O'Brien Group, which owns all the Lexus stores in Seattle. Wow. Well, in Washington. And so she, um, she's actually at the Mercer Mar- Island right now, but she is one of the two finalists. She is? Oh, wow. Wow. Really? She's on the 14th. Was Washington from Texas? I don't I know if I like it. I that's how I know that she's not so, so. No, I go out a lot because I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for the day to do that again. I'm, you know, I...